Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Dan Bickley, Tim Ring filling in for Vinny. We go from Al McCoy to BFH. Bobby freaking Hurley, head coach at ASU. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Pretty good, Dan. Good morning. All right, let's start here. Um, for a basketball program that's dealt with a lot of sucker punch losses, I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to fret too much over an ugly victory to start the season. Well, I mean, I was. We were disappointed. I think uh, you know, even the players were, were happy to have gotten the victory, but uh, you know, internally, not not pleased. You know, just with our, our performance out there, and uh, so certainly a, a lot of film study um, and you know, getting back to the drawing board here. But uh, it was it was a, a kind of a weird first day, second day, a lot of uh, you know, lower tier opponents, very competitive, some upsets. So. Uh, maybe that's the world we're facing now with uh, you know so many new players, uh, the transfer portal, and the impact that that has on programs. You know, Bobby, that was actually going to be my first question. It, it's it's tough, as you could imagine, probably it's tough to be a college basketball fan in 2022. It's like you get to November and you flip on the TV and you're like, all right, let's see who's on my team this year, right? I mean, so I can only imagine, <laughs> right? And that's kind of the way uh-huh. because because of the portal and NIL and also the culture today, where kids are always thinking maybe the grass is always greener and they're quick to make a move for whatever personal reason they may have. But what is it, what is it like to coach? I mean, you came up in an era where, where players were around for three or four years, and there was there was this, this idea of building a program. But now it's like you're, you're starting with a blank canvas a, a, every year, trying to build something almost on the fly, almost each and every season. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're kind of a roster manager and, uh, you know, kind of a GM in the offseason and, and a basketball coach and, uh, um, when it comes down to it. But uh, I, I thought that we were uh, going to be a little more together as, as a group in, in the first game. Uh, I, I didn't anticipate, you know, us struggling the way we did in this, in this game. So a little puzzled by it. I, I knew Tarleton was a hard-playing, feisty type of team that, uh, you know, had the potential to, you know, make it an ugly game which it became uh, but we uh, there were just multiple areas that we we certainly have to get better at but I'm taking it uh, with a grain of salt considering you know Frankie Collins really that was a career high in minutes for him last year yet he didn't play a ton at Michigan as a freshman Marcus Bagley it was his second game in, in a little over a year and then we have guys that you know that we got through the transfer portal that are in different roles like Des Cambridge hasn't come off the bench in, in a couple of years so you know we need to uh, uh, you know, we're still a work in progress, especially on the offensive end. I do, you know, I like how we competed defensively overall in the game. I, I try my hardest to not fixate on on basketball officials, particularly in the NBA, because I know how difficult the job is. And yet, sometimes in the Pac-12, um, sometimes I there I just I scratch my head in amazement. Okay, so you had 29 fouls in the first half of that game. How much of that kind of contributed to the to the muck that that game was, or was it just lazy? defense. I, I thought, you know, they're a very aggressive uh, style of defense. Uh, they try and take away passing lanes. Tarleton does. They, uh, they're they very physical. Uh, they're going to pick you up full court. So, you know, I, I think it was uh, more of a byproduct of just both teams' aggressiveness. Uh, we brought in officials for a number a number of days, more than I've done in the past, just to officiate practice and scrimmages and, uh, and get us more prepared for, you know, how the games are going to be called early in the season. Because usually um, they're, they're less 
likely to, to uh, allow contact early in the season and as you start transitioning the conference play things settle down so not really surprised with the volume of whistles but it did make for a very choppy uh, type of game. Bobby got any of you coming up tomorrow I don't want you to look ahead past that game in terms of future and po- opponents but I do want to ask you uh, just about the non-conference schedule this year your overall thoughts on it you got a trip to Brooklyn uh, coming up uh, in a little bit here uh, you go on the road you got a game in Vegas you got a game in Dallas just the overall quality and maybe degree of difficulty this year as it compares to maybe some of the previous years what are you thinking about the non-conference this season I mean I would say it is not as extremely difficult as I've had in past years yeah. and, but it is challenging in the sense that we're one of a few power conference teams that will play you know three true non-conference road games um, and then you throw in there our road game versus Colorado in the first week of December and and we'll play four true road games before Christmas which is a lot and then we have uh, three neutral site games so you're not going to see us at DFA too much longer so I would, uh, I would uh, if you, you want to come see us uh, I would get there tomorrow night uh, okay. but it's, uh, it's good we have some high profile games uh, I like our games in New York with VCU and then either Pittsburgh or Michigan. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously the neutral site game in Vegas versus Creighton is a top 10 team. So I think there are some exciting matchups, you know, in our non-conference schedule. Yeah. Now, I know we've already talked about this. I think you put together a very interesting roster, and I really like what appears to be the talent level on this team. And I think one of the good things that came out of the other night was just Devin Cambridge and just doing all the little things that you, that you need to do to play play winning basketball. I mean, four block shots, a couple of them were just completely emphatic and and double figures on rebounds. His contributions the other night. Yeah, I think he um, he slides into a, a Kamani Lawrence type of role for us, and you know he didn't have his best game, and he'll be the first to admit that. You look at his stats; I mean, he was one for seven from the field, and you had a couple of turnovers. So there's a lot of room for growth there. But when the chips were down, and and we needed to make plays down the stretch to to get a victory, you know he made a lot of winning plays. You know the shot blocks I thought energized our team. Just uh, you know how fiercely he blocked them into the crowd. <laughs> So it got our guys going defensively, dove on the floor, got a loose ball. So he uh, he did a lot of things you know that were necessary, or else uh, we would be in a different situation right now. Bobby, what's the ceiling for Marcus Bagley? I mean, the, the entire fan base has been waiting. I mean, obviously so excited when he signed on the dotted line and hasn't been out there on the court as much as everybody would, would have liked these last couple of years. But are you still seeing in him what you saw when he arrived? Because when, when him and Christopher came, in and it was like, man, how was Bagley even rated so low? This guy looks, this guy's got future. Yeah, pro, I mean, I'm, pro I'm written all over him. The summer and saw plenty of flashes and examples that uh, there, there are good things ahead in his future. And and, and again, he's, uh, like I touched on earlier, just first game really in, in a little over a year. And uh, so just getting those, that first game jitters out, you know, I, I don't think that there'll be another game that he shoots three for six from the foul line. And that was kind of contagious amongst our group, which uh, you know, I think we had pretty good shooting. So uh, uncharacteristic, and hopefully, you know, we clean that up. But uh, I, I, I anticipate big things from Marcus, and he's got guys around him uh, that defenses won't be able to to really purely focus on on him. So I think uh, as as the year progresses and he gets comfortable, you know, his uh, his stats will get better, and uh, you know, I think he's he's, he's a, ter- a terrific talent. Anything else from uh, from the opening game, or anything else you want to get out there, Bobby? 
Well, I mean, I just think we uh, we had 20 offensive rebounds. That was great. Uh, you know, I, I liked our energy in that regard. We got to clean up our offense and do a better job of executing in the half court and taking care of the basketball. And so those will be points of emphasis, you know, heading into Thursday. And, uh, you know, Northern Arizona was, was pretty competitive at Michigan State and really did a good job there and got a really good point guard in Jalen Cohn. So we got, uh, you know, going to have our hands full again on Thursday night. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys.